0: Song, young and free with love won't let me down. And as I promised you, we now have Uncle Angus on the line. Big privilege for me. I watched him as a young girl on television, never knowing that one day I will speak to him <laughs> and follow in his footsteps. Uncle Angus, welcome to Radio Pulpit.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Generally, it's, an, uh, it's, a, it's a real privilege for me to speak to you.
0: Uh, Uncle Angus, I want to jump right into it. People are panicking all over the world because of the coronavirus pandemic. You've been in the ministry for many, many years. Have you ever seen or lived through anything like this before?
1: No, not exactly like this. I've lived through many other things, but uh, through bushfires, through droughts, through economic disaster, through political um, upsurges, I've lived through personal tragedy, but uh, I've never seen any. I've never seen the world generally in mm. a state of fear mm. like it is at the moment. And you know, I, I don't want to play it down for a moment because it's a reality. But the fact of the matter is, this is an opportunity for believers to stand up. Mm.
0: What do you believe the role of the church should be in all of this? As you're saying now, it's time for believers to stand up uh, and to stand out as well. What should we we as the church be doing?
1: I believe what the church needs to be doing is first and foremost, we need to pray. Because the Bible tells us the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Okay, Hebrews chapter 5, James chapter 5 verse 16. Okay, We need to pray. We need to pray without ceasing, as the Bible tells us. But the big thing is we, are, we must not panic and we must not propagate mm. the fear that is at large. You see, the people in the world, they walk by sight. Mm. You and I, we walk by faith. Mm. And now this is when our faith is truly put to the test. What I found in my 41 years of ministry generally is that when everything is going well, The people in the world are not interested really in what Christians say because uh, remember the devil said to the Lord, this servant of yours, Job, Mm. he praises you and he's faithful to you because everything is going well for for him. He's the richest farmer in the Middle East. Mm. Take it all away and then we'll see what he's made of. So the Lord said you can take it away but don't touch his life, remember? Mm, mm, mm. And then the crunch came. Now the world is looking now to see what the Christians are doing, because they don't know where to go. They're in darkness, and now we need to shine the light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. This is our greatest moment. Mm. We, we've got to be different. You know, Jesus said, come apart and be separate. We, we're not going to get into the, into the uh, spirit of fear Mm-mm. and panic. And, you know, I mean, people are going into the shops generally, and they're cleaning mm. the shops out, man. And they're causing a, a shortage because, because of fear. Now, we've got to take it easy. And when people say, what's the world coming to you? say, well, we're living in the last days. And Jesus told us these things. Yeah. Remember that beautiful scripture in John uh, sixteen thirty three. 33. The Lord says, he said, he said, I've told you these things, generally, Angus. Mm-hmm. He says, in me, you'll have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation. Yeah. But be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Mm. You know, Paul said, and I'm of the, the opinion of Paul, the Apostle, he said, for me to live is Christ, and to die is but gain. Yeah. How can you frighten a Christian with heaven? Mm. <laughs> yes,
0: that's what it's all okay. about. That's where we all so, try so, to get.
1: Exactly. So, if we're living on earth, we're living, we're living for the Lord, and if we die, we go home. So, so we shouldn't, you know. Look, we all get fearful when we, you know, we face storms in our lives. And you know, I've been through a couple. You've seen my movie, Faith Like Potatoes. Yeah. And you've seen some of the personal tragedies I've had to go through. I've also been through other serious times of testing. Remember in the Cape when I said, "When we, when we repent." God will bring the rain. I mean, I got shot down from the church, right? Eh? Mm-hmm. Who the hang does he think he is? But it did start raining, and the only city in, in South Africa that has got water is Cape Town. Yeah. You know? But you have to go through the fire first. Then you get misrepresented, you get misquoted, you get misunderstood. Yeah. And it's very painful. But you know something generally? If you say sorry, if I offended you, I'm sorry, but I don't apologize for Jesus, not to anyone. Mm-hmm. Because he's the one who saved me. I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for the master.
0: Mm. You've been walking this walk of faith since I think it's 1979. And yes, you are a preacher and you minister to the world. But first and foremost, you're a son of God. You're a child of God. Hallelujah. What is some of the most recent things that God has done for you in your personal life that once again made you realize this can only be God?
1: Yo, that's a big question. And <laughs> you know, I could keep you for about two hours. You know, you know, God is more real to me, generally, than you talking to me on the telephone. I'm mm. serious. Be- because of what he's done for me. He he has opened the most incredible doors for me. You know, last weekend I was down in Jeffrey's Bay in the Eastern Cape. Yeah. I saw seven thousand men, eh? Seven thousand men. We, we we saw miracles, we saw signs, we saw wonders. The week before, I was at the Jerusalem prayer breakfast in Bloemfontein. Same story again. G- God has done the most amazing things in my life. Mm. Generally, you know, I don't like to talk too much about the past. I like to talk about the future. Yeah. I-, I went away for two months seclusion and I want to encourage you, if it's possible, take time out to spend with God mm. and then he can speak to you. So, some of us are so busy generally, so mm. busy. That God can't even speak to us, you know. We're so busy with our own game plan, you know. And and I went away for two months, eh? First time I've done this in forty-one years. And my son said to me, Andy, the organizer, you know, he organized with a big team the the, the prayer meeting in 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 uh, mm. I mean, what I think one, four million were there. The one in Victoria over a million. The one in which was playing three hundred thousand. That was a God thing. Now, Andy says to me, Dad, when you go away, God's going to show you something different. I said, well, what <laughs> What can be different? You know, we've, we've had the biggest prayer meetings in the country, correct? In yeah. the history of the country. We, we've been at every stadium. I mean, from Newlands to Greenpoint to Loftus, you name it. We've been there, Polokwani, Ellis Park, Kings Park. What else? You know, we've made two movies. What else? Yeah. And then the Lord gave me gave me a vision. eh? Yeah. And I'm telling you, as I tell you this, I want to cry, man. Yeah. He said... And in, in my heart, he said, what this country needs is revival. Okay? Mm. We know that. And then he showed me a revival train. Hmm. A train, a train going from Cape Town to Musina. Sure. A steam train, not, not a diesel train with a coal-fired steam. Can you imagine in the Plattalan coming wow. into these little pieces, do- And the train is full of, of, of people. It's not going to be a come and watch Uncle Angus, no, no. As the train docks in, everybody's going to bail out, go into the city, into the town, into the townships, into the hospitals and schools. Pray for the sick. Tell people about Jesus. Give them out the starting the journey booklets. And then in the evening we'll have a portable sound system on the back of the train, a flatbed, and we'll have a instant <clears> throat> 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 hallelujah time. And I'm telling you, people wow. are going to be healed, marriages are going to be restored, and that, that's what God's given to me now, generally, and I, I tell you what, I'm exploding with it. <laughs> It'll take a month. it will take a month. We'll go, we're will go. we not going to go to all the big cities. You know, the big speakers that come from overseas, they go to Pretoria. Yeah. They go to Cape Town. They go to Durban. They get back on the plane to fly out. We're going to go to places like Kimberley, Uppington. We're going to go to Richards Bay. We'll go to Poitras We'll go to, you know, you know what I'm saying? With we'll Freight. We'll just pull in with that steam engine. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. And everybody's welcome. You can join us. You can say, okay, I can join you for two days or I can join you for a week. You just come on, on board wow. and you get a compartment. And you, you, It's not a case of come and look. No, no. It's a case of come and be part of. Ooh. You see, that's what revival is. Revival, according to John Wesley, is a people saturated with God. Mm. I mean, kids, moms, dads, boys, doesn't matter who you are, what your qualifications are, what your standing is, you come and tell people about Jesus, and then the next morning the train steams out and people will be following in their cars. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it started already. There's a man already contacted me last week from Cape Town, he says, I've got a train.
0: God already provided the train because I was going to ask you, where's this train going to come from?
1: <laughs> hey, i tell you what generally, you know, before I used to I used to, I used to, be so afraid, Lord, I'm trusting you for a big truck. Remember the seats are? Yes. I mean, that was a 20-ton Mercedes. But now we're talking about a train. I mean, a train's bigger oh, than man. an airplane, man. He sure. says to me, he wrote to me. I'm just telling you, hot off the press. I've got no secrets. Sure. He said, Uncle Angus, he says, I've got access to a train a train and transnet, a steam train, not a, mm. just a diesel train. And uh, look, the train is not the revival. The revival is not the spirit. Yeah. But before we even get to the town, the people will be waiting. See, So yeah. this is going to stop towards the end of the year, and then we're going to go for it. And that's what's going to save our country when everybody, Alice, everybody's involved, correct? Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. Uncle Angus, what would you say to young men and women of God about the sacrifice of following your purpose? Is there a right. sacrifice connected to it?
1: Yes, absolutely. That's a very good question. I would say that without God, you won't make it. Mm. Um, you know, if I had to live my life, I was thirty-two years old when I got saved, and I want to tell you. Before that, I was going nowhere fast, nowhere fast, mm. and uh, and um, when I met Jesus, I had purpose for living. I had a vision, my farm started getting better, my relationships started getting better with my people, my staff. And, um, but there is a sacrifice and mm. for me. For me, generally, probably the biggest single sacrifice is leaving my wife chill. You know, she's my best friend, yeah, and she can't always come with me. You know, we've got five kids, I've got 11 grandchildren, sure. and she's the anchor. You know, she holds the fort back at home. When I'm out there, and it's horrible because I get homesick. You know, it gets a boo. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when the sun goes down, I like to go into my
0: house.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, I sleep in beds all over the world. Eh? Yeah. I never go alone. I always go with another man, always with the team for obvious reasons because we're in a war a, a war situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got to be accountable. But uh, that's my biggest single sacrifice, is leaving my wife and my family. Um. Yeah, and that's been hey, that's that's well, it's become a lifestyle, yeah. and it's a very hard thing for me, you know. But uh, when I think of what Jesus did for me, pay, the price He paid for me, it's not so, it's not so costly, eh? We,
0: we're going to take a very quick music break. When we come back, we continue the conversation with Uncle Angus. Here's Lincoln Brewster with Amazing God. That was Lincoln Brewster with Amazing God. If you just tuned in, I am talking to Uncle Angus Bucken. And before the music break, Uncle Angus, you were talking about the sacrifice of leaving your wife and leaving your family and going out to do uh, the work of God. What would your advice be to young couples on keeping your marriage healthy?
1: wow that's a beautiful question thank you for asking that question now this is how it works in my house and i've been married for longer than you've been born generally
0: yes.
1: yeah um you know first and foremost you put god in your marriage first okay mm. so he's number one number two is your spouse your husband or your wife number three mm. is your children number four is your work Okay? Mm. and if you if you do it in that order that first of all is a big big plus factor a lot of a lot of families you know when they've got children the children come first that's wrong you can't do that Mm-mm. okay so it's first your spouse so you take care of your husband first and he takes care of you first and then you take care of the children and then you do the rest mm. and we never ever let the sun go down on our wrath okay mm. so if, there's no such thing as the perfect marriage don't let anybody fool you on that one It's like saying, uh, you know, some of these preachers will say, uh, come to Jesus and all your problems will be over. Well, I've tried to find that scripture, but it's not in the Bible. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Because it's not the fact that Jesus says, I'll walk with you through the fire, but I won't take you out of the fire. Mm -mm. Okay? Because he's busy purifying us. So we need to settle our differences before we go to sleep at night. This, um, you know, this cold um, shoulder stuff. Mm -mm. That doesn't work. Um, we must uh, settle our differences. Uh, yes, the husband is the prophet, priest, and king in the home. That's why we have mighty men. But mm-hmm. not at the expense of the wife. And I want to make this very clear, gen- generally, because a lot of people think I'm a chauvinist, a male chauvinist. I'm not. Mm. My best friend is my wife. She's a woman. Huh. I've got three beautiful daughters. But there, there are roles to play in the home. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now, when there's a... A big bad wolf coming to the front door. You don't send your wife to confront the situation. Mm-mm. The man must, must must front up and he must sort it out. Correct. Yeah, yeah. If my if my wife wants to paint our bedroom um, <laughs> pink with folklore dots, I could care less. I don't mind yeah. because she's feminine. She does things beautiful, and I wanted to have a, the freedom. She doesn't have to ask me. Mm. Okay, if she wants to change the curtains or the or whatever. That's her prerogative. Okay. She she might come and ask me, Do you like that? And I normally say yes, because I don't mind which color it is. But there's roles in the home. And I think what happens with a lot of young people, they don't know what their role is. Yes. Because of this whole gender thing which is making young people confused. Now now I haven't seen you yet, but by the by the tone of your voice, you are a feminine lady. Okay. Yes. Now what I what I always say is the ladies have got the narrow shoulders. And the men have got the broad shoulders. Why? Because the men must carry the load. Mm. They must love their wives. Now, to love someone is to take care of them, is to put food on the table, to get out of your bed in the morning, go and work. Discipline the children. Don't let your wife end up looking like an old hag because the kids are driving her mad because they don't listen. Because dad's not taking his position. He's in the pub all day drinking. Mm. You see, that's what we do at mighty men. We, we in Zulu we say Tetisa. We really teta the men and tell them, listen, don't come and tell me that you're the man of the house, but you don't even get off your backside and do any work. Mm. That's not, that's not a man, okay? And then the ladies, you know, I'll be honest with you, Jenna. My wife, I think anyway, she's the most beautiful lady in the world, oh, and, and she's she looks lovely. She acts like a lady. You understand? Yeah, makes me very proud. Now, if I go uh, <clears> to <throat> a Bible study or whatever, and my wife is taking over all the time. And I don't get a chance to say a word, and she's also putting me in my place. That's not going to make me feel lekker. Eh? Mm. So there's a role to play, you know, and the children must do as mom says. Mm. And it's not mom's job to discipline the children. It's dad's job. Mm. You know, when I when I used to farm all day, I come home, I'm tired. Eh? I've got five kids,
0: mm.
1: and we live in that little pot and dog house. So we had three rooms. Eh? Mm. And, uh, to say the kids have been performing today.
0: Hey, Hey, now we're
1: talking. Now, hey, line up in the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know something, we love them. We don't beat them to death, we don't abuse them. We love them. Now mm. my boys are all farming. They, I'm living on a farm, but the farm doesn't belong to me. I've given them the touch sheets, I've given them the checkbook, and I've given them the debt.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's no others, it's their responsibility now. They are taking their rightful place. Just you know, it's
1: so nice. Eh? And yes, then my, yes. my boy comes and he says, Dad, jump in the bucket. I want to show you what I'm doing on the farm. I get it the passenger side. Eh? Hmm. He, he, he's the driver now and he hmm. wants to show me he's done this and that. Then the next boy comes and then my daughter comes. and I've got the whole family farm in here. Sure. We're doing strawberries, kiwi fruit, we're doing beef cattle, we're breeding horses. We're doing timber felling, we sugarcane, all, all, the, all the boys. Right? Yeah. And I just sit back, Jill and I, yeah. And, but you know, there's got to be order in the house. Coming back to your question. Yes. So for a young couple, you must understand, you've got to have discipline, you've got to have order. If everybody is fulfilling his rightful role in the home, not to say that the husband is better than the wife he's yeah. not. Not to say that first, second, and third. No, we're all equal. We just have different roles to play. Yeah. I mean God spoke to Abraham, didn't he? God yeah, spoke yeah. to Moses, didn't he? Huh? God spoke to Elijah, didn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: And and they all had wives, and their wives agreed with him. You know, my my confidant, confidant,
0: yeah. Is Jill is Jill. Yeah.
1: I, I'm not interested in what the Archbishop says or the Pope or anybody else. When my wife says to me, my yeah, yeah. Then I, then I must bust up. I must be careful. She'll just say that sometimes, Angus. I don't know. You must pray about that appointment or whatever. Mm. Because I know she loves me and she's got my back.
0: Yes, okay? yes.
1: Other guys give me advice and sometimes it's for ulterior motives. I'm sorry to say that generally. And
0: yeah.
1: um, so so for me, to answer your your question, sorry, I've taken a long time to answer it. No, no. You know, you've you got to work as a team. you got to work together. I'm so proud of my wife, man. I don't want to look like a woman, man. <laughs> And I don't want her to look like a man. I want her to be feminine. I want to be masculine. Isn't Isn't that the way God made us generally? Or have I got it wrong?
0: No, 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 you are absolutely right And it's so important that we all understand Our roles and take our Rightful positions in our Families G- as well. Correct,
1: correct.
0: Uncle Angus, we are seeing The manifestation of the end times All around us Since, I, since I've been small I've been hearing prophecies Jesus, come, Jesus yep. And you actually yep. found less and less people Preaching about the coming of Jesus Less and yeah, less it's so people true, eh? Yeah, they yeah, don't it's speak true, about
1: but... If Jill was, if Jill was listening to you now, she'd give you a good kiss. She, just, <laughs> she says to me, she says to me, I go to church and nobody talks about the last days, the coming of the Lord. Yeah. And and I mean, if you can't see that, you're blind as a bat. Je- I always say Jesus is not coming soon. Jesus is on his way. Oh yes, 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 yes. And and people are so concerned about now and the coronavirus and all this. But what about being prepared for the master? Because when he comes, he says, I'm coming like a thief in the night. And there won't be a case of, okay, now I'm going to get myself organized. Too yeah. late. Too late. You know, I've written in the back of my Bible, Jenna, right on the last page of the New Testament, the last page, book of Revelation, keep short accounts with men and short accounts with God. Mm. Because you don't know when God's going to call you, Jenna, and God forbid, but you might get in the motor car now, and the next thing I hear, Jenna Lee is with Jesus. Yeah, uh, She uh, hit a Mack truck or something like that, or me, let's rather say me. Or Angus, you know, the, you good old Snowy decided to run through the fence, and that was the end of Angus. Mm. And and, and I, I want to know, you see, good people don't go to heaven, eh? Yeah. Believer, believers go to heaven, not yes. good people.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, so believer is somebody who believes that Jesus Christ alone is the Son of God. Not all God's. Not all roads lead to heaven, eh? Mm. See John fourteen six. If I preach that overseas, they want to put me in jail, eh? Mm, mm. They call it hate speech. Where Jesus says, "I am the truth and the life and the way, and no one's going to the Father but by me." Yeah. Well, that's what I preach because it's the truth. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, we need to be prepared yeah. for the coming of the Lord. Now, when we see this, uh, like this, this virus thing. It's not the virus that concerns me. I'll be honest with you because it's a, kind of a form of flu, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing that concerns me is the fear that it has caused stop the whole world. man. I mean, I mean stock, stock markets crashed. Mm. I mean, my brother wrote to me from, from, from London. It's like a desert, it's like a desert city there, man. Sure. Why? Because people are petrified because they don't know Jesus. So we need to, Jesus says, these things are going to come. But if you're prepared, you've got nothing to be afraid of.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Nothing at all. Absolutely. And uh, so for me, I'm not, I'm not excited about the virus, don't get me wrong, because people are suffering. But I'm excited about the signs of the times. Mm-mm-mm. You see, for you and me generally, this is not our home, eh? No, no. We're, no, no, we sojourners. We, we travelers. We're foreigners in a foreign country. This is not my home. I'm going home. But while I'm here, I've got work to do.
0: Uncle Angus, if God forbid anything was to happen to you, like you said, we are all going home. It's just yes. a matter of when. We know Mighty Men is there and the train is coming, but if you could say what you would like people to remember you for, what would that be?
1: Wow. I would, I, I would, I would really, and this is why I need prayer, I would like people to say that we uh, Angus um, ran his race. Okay mm-hmm. he did he did a few good things. he made a lot of mistakes because I'm a bit like Peter. you know, I change feet sometimes, and I'm like a bullet in a china shop. but what I'd like them to say is, but he finished strong. Mm-hmm. He didn't drop the ball at the end and fall off the bus as it were, but he finished strong that That is what I would like people to say. Amen, finish strong, not a good man, but a man who loved god mm-hmm. i don't I, I would hate people to say, you know he done it so well but at the end of the end of his life uh, the temptations of of this world you know derailed him like solomon remember solomon
0: yeah yeah and
1: yeah. yeah i don't want that i would like them just to know that he finished strong and that that's all i need to know
0: Uncle Angus, thank you so much for your time today. We're going to keep an eye on your social media to find out more about this train at the end of the <laughs> yeah. year. We are excited and we bless God for your life. Thank you for continuing to make an impact and sacrificing so much for the kingdom of God. God bless you.
1: Thank you, Jenna look after yourself as well. God bless you.
0: We'll do that. Thank you very much.